0: you mm-hmm. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you find yourself in this entire world, I welcome you. So how are you doing, my friend, my warrior? I certainly hope this week finds you well. If you are beginning your grief journey, I'd like to welcome you to go over to griefauthority.com, which is my site where I sell our digital products. And at the top, you will see offerings. We have a bundle of hope group of books, the top three books that you need to have so that you will better understand the grieving process. The first one is Understanding Your Grieving Heart After a Loved One's Death, which is my signature book on grief for adults. The second book is How to Help a Grieving Child, which will come in handy with your young ones, your teens, and even your young adults. It's very important that we support our young people in our lives when something like this occurs, because it may be the very first time they've experienced the loss of a loved one. And they're confused and frightened, and you need to shepherd them along their journey. And the third book has to do with holiday grief. And when you're listening to me on this episode, it may be close to the holidays or it may not be. But the point being is that you need this information so as you prepare for different holidays throughout the year, you will have a better sense of knowing how to handle them, what to do, what not to do, how to help yourself along that journey. So today, I'd like to talk to you about creating a new family. Now you might say to me, Mary, I already have a family and they're quite supportive and everything is fine. To which I would respond, if that's the case, phenomenal. That's just great. But there are many people who really do need to take a second look at how The supportiveness of their family has really helped them? Or has it been hard for them? Has it been more drama-filled? Has it not been all that they expected? Sometimes because their family members don't know what to say to them. Sometimes it's because they really expected more than their family members could possibly give them. And that's what we'd like to talk about today. Is it helpful or hurtful? Is it better to look for people outside our family unit? Or is it best to stay with our family unit, which is very supportive of us, which in that case, we won't need to create a new family for ourselves during the grieving process. As the years go by during our grieving process, many will tell you that there comes a time when real family members no longer understand their pain. They may have extended help or comfort in the beginning of the journey, but somewhere along the way, you'll start to hear, aren't you over this by now? And those words can certainly pierce your heart. You thought you could rely on these individuals for the long haul, but things are changing. You can't expect the love and compassion like you did at the beginning. They want you back to the way you once were before this tragedy. But you've become a different person, and they aren't happy about that. But you will never be the same as you were before. Your world is completely different. And to survive, you need to focus on you now. And there is nothing wrong with that. It would be wonderful if we could go back in time and act exactly as we did before our loved one died or was killed. But that's not going to happen because this tragedy has changed you. And that's just the way life is. You've made different decisions you've had to make along the way. Your physical health may be different now. Your emotional state is completely different. Your financial health may be completely skewed. And you don't have the same friends you had before. They may still be in the social set club. They may still go to the country club, but that's not in your purview anymore because after your husband died, there wasn't enough money to go to all those fancy clubs that you once participated in. And many of those ladies who still have their husbands, well, they're afraid that you'll take theirs, so they don't want anything to do with you any longer. And of course you can't understand that, but that's just the reality of it. You might not be invited to the parties you were once invited to. You may not go to the same social events you once did. And that's just the way life is right now for you. And it may be very piercing. It may be very hard for you to understand that. But this is reality for you. You might have been very close to other mothers and fathers in the school where your children go, but if your child has died and you don't have a need to associate with those parents any longer, they probably have left your circle of friends. It's just the way it is. It's heartbreaking. You thought that those people would be your good friends but maybe not any longer. There's nothing much to do about that. You have to let them go. You might have had hobbies like golf or tennis or even baseball or softball games that you enjoyed with others, but now they're sort of taking a backseat too because they don't know how to comfort you or support you, and so they're not available to you these days either. We found that the very best people who would support us and listen to us and be there for us happened to be members of our support group. At that time, it were other parents of murdered children. And I remember specifically the first meeting we went to. There was a family whose daughter Heidi was killed the month before Angela, and their names were Stan and Pauline. And Richie and Carol, their son Eddie was killed the month after Angela. So we had three anniversaries in a row, June, July, and August. And those support groups and the people in those groups really became our second family. They were there for us at the most devastating times. They attended all kinds of functions with us, from birthdays to anniversaries. We went to trials with each other and even invited them to our own home. And we go to their house for different holidays, Christmas and Thanksgiving and Easter. And I remember one particular, I think it was Easter, that we had some of the individuals in our group over for holiday dinner. And I have to say, it was one of the most interesting dinners of all time because we got to hear the life of all these different people, where they lived, where they worked, where they traveled to. And it was so interesting to hear other people's life stories, so completely different from our own. You know, when you go to a regular holiday gathering of your own family, sometimes they don't know what to do for you. They don't know what to say to you. And it can become very awkward because you wish that they would talk to you about the person who died. But they're thinking in their mind, I better not say anything because what if it upsets them? So they have this walking on eggshell thing going on. And they're trying to be kind to you, but they really don't know what's best. And the only way that that can be fixed is if you personally give them permission to speak about your loved one openly, aloud, and offer stories, happy stories, that everyone would laugh and enjoy the moment. So if you find yourself at a gathering and you're not sure if they understand that's okay with you, please share that it is. Because they're waiting to hear from you, and it will make everyone more comfortable to know that they can speak aloud the name of your loved one. So, if you found that the people in your life have really not been there for you and you are feeling isolated, then it's time to look around and see who's really been there for you. I'm sure there's been certain people in your life who, even though they're not part of your family, have been exceptionally helpful to you along this journey? Were there family members that did what they said they would, or those who paid you lip service and never came through with their promises? But are there others who have no label at all, who have been there for you, neighbors, colleagues at work, people in support groups. I want you to look at that and see who had your best interests at heart. And write up a list in two columns, the talkers and the doers. You'll probably have a much longer list in the talkers column, but it's okay. We're here to take inventory of who is in your camp, who is in your corner, who you can rely on. You want to remind yourself of the deeds of the doer column. It only may be one or two people. If you're lucky, it's a half dozen. But you want to sit back and think through all the love and kindness that they've shown you. Then I'd like you to write a personal letter of kindness and thanks to each one. How much they've helped you and what it has meant to you. Invite them for coffee or to your home for coffee, a meal, or dessert just to say thank you. Those are the people who have become your new family. And while it may still be disconcerting to know that you can't rely on your own family members to be there consistently for you, you need to understand that this is just the way life is. Have you ever given a gift or some money Or showed a kindness to someone else, never expecting a thing in return? Many of us have done that. Have you ever been in an aisle at the grocery store and the person ahead of you didn't have enough money and you decided to pay it forward and pay the rest of their bill or give them the difference that they were missing? There are people like this in our life and they will come in our life for a moment a season, or forever. But we may not have expected who that person would be. So be kind to yourself and realize that loving people come into our lives all along our life's journey for different reasons and different seasons. And these individuals who are helping you right now in their own small but very gracious way They were put there for a reason, and I personally believe they are God-given. So be grateful. Enjoy that time with them. Make them feel appreciated, and give them back the love and attention that they've given you at this very sad season in your life. Bless you, my friend. So now it's time to get up and dance, dance, dance. Wiggle and move your body even if it is in a sitting position. And I know you still think this is crazy, but please just do it for me anyway, okay? today. Remember to write five things in your journal each night that you are grateful for. Please subscribe to my podcast wherever you listen to me and share with those who may benefit from it. And if you would kindly support my podcast, you'll find info on my site, MaryMac.info to do just that. And as always, remember to be happy because you deserve to. I'll speak with you again soon.